0: hello everybody hello and welcome to this week's episode of dear bear book club yay i'm nikki i'm Kirsty. and i didn't forget to introduce myself
1: <laughs> I hope yeah you last time you
0: flew that. straight
1: in <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i don't know i feel like we've done en- enough of these people are probably know who i am but like hey if you're listening for the first time welcome we're glad to have you here this is a podcast where we talk about
1: books and yes.
0: things related to books and feelings related to books.
1: The books that we're currently reading,
0: yeah, other things in our lives. Books that are being made into movies slash TV shows. Yeah, our lives definitely. Yeah, so how's it going, Kirstie? What's, uh, what's new? It's going
1: pretty good. Um, not a whole lot going on in my life. Um, My work <laughs> life kind of winds down for the summer for a little bit, so um oh, that's nice yeah and I'm going back to school so I'm kind of like winding down but also like tidying things up that I need to prepare for like the person who's going to replace me so it's been a little bit different um yeah
0: so you've actually been very busy is what you're saying
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> not relaxed at all um, and <laughs> just stuff going on and mm-hmm. like realizing like I'm gonna have to pack up um joseph's staying here for a little while so like i'm taking the stuff that i'll need um so i literally just put a box together today and i put two books in it that's all i've done so far (laughs) that's it so
0: well you know what that's the important thing you have to make sure you have books once you get there i'm pretty sure i specifically packed like a bag of books that i was like hey these are the books i want to read Mm -hmm. like once i get there because all of our stuff was packed up for like three months basically before we found a house
1: but yeah. I had one
0: bag of books that I was like, these are the books I'm gonna read when we get,
1: when we get. Yeah, there. yeah. I have a bunch. That, like I, I really have to like figure out what I'm reading for like the podcast for the next little bit. And we have like we're gonna come and see you guys, so I need to pack stuff that I need to bring to you. And uh, like, yes. there's just oh. all of these <laughs> things back and forth. Well, I have a bag yeah. of your books that oh, I was yeah, like right. I don't know if I, well when I'm ever gonna get to read these, so I'm just gonna take them back to you. Well, <laughs> okay.
0: Here's what you should do: just take pictures of them like which ones they are so that you can borrow them from the library or buy them buy them on your own time then
1: yeah because it's (laughs) i'm just not getting to them and i was really keen to read one of them but it was really scary so i did i don't even know if i cracked it open because i could just see the front of it and i was like no um which one was that that was the american predator yeah Mm -hmm. and i was gonna read it for a true crime episode and i just like could not Um, it was
0: scary it's a scary one for sure
1: So that's kind of taken up a lot of brain spaces, figuring out what stuff I need, what stuff I don't. Yeah. And my mom, she had, I sent her like some stuff. She was taking like a package back to the UK for me. And in the package I sent her, I had ended up with two copies of Malibu Rising because when we first started the podcast, I knew I was going to do that in our first episode. And we recorded the first episode, not in January when we released the podcast, but in September. And yeah,
0: like so far ahead.
1: I forgot I didn't pack it with me I'd read it in the summer and I didn't pack it to come back immediately with me because we had a whole bunch of like wedding stuff we were taking back so I left it with my mom to mail to me so I knew we were recording the episode and I knew I needed the book so I bought another copy of it and then my mom eventually sent me the box I should have just told her to take that book out because now I've mailed that book back to her so she's been (laughs) reading Rising*. (laughs) and is she enjoying it I think so. Yeah. She said she's really enjoying it. She's like, it was a it's like a nice fluff read. I'm like, yeah, but like you don't have to read hardcore things all the time. So Yeah. Um and I thought she would enjoy it. So she seems to be, which bodes well. She was then asking me, um, she's like, Oh yeah, you you've done another one of her books on the podcast, um, Daisy Jones and the Six. And I was like, Actually, Mom, we have not. Um, we just talk about We just it talk every about episode. it all the time. Um <laughs> But I was like, I think we're gonna do it when the TV series comes out.
0: Yeah, I got my mom to actually just read that one. I sent her um, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and that one. Mm -hmm. And she just finished reading that. And she was like, you know, I'm not really sure how to feel. Because she was like, I've never had an addiction. And like so Mm -hmm. much of Daisy Jones and the Six is about addiction. And she's like, it's just like, it's never something that I would want to read about or, like, I'm so glad that it's never happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, well, I think that's why it's important to read stuff like that. It's, like,
1: gain a perspective. Yeah. More empathetic towards people who have gone through addiction. Yeah. Yeah. So she, I think she, she, um, my mom wants to read that book. So I was like, well, that's okay, because it'll be packed in my box of things that I'm taking home. Yeah. Which is very exciting. And it, it's funny, because that, I'm also reading a Taylor Jenkins Reid book for today, so... Or have read a book for today. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I, hope it's, I hope you finished it.
1: Yes, I did.
0: Um. Yeah, well, I I only have one thing of business. I don't know. I've been busy the last couple of weeks. Oh my god, but Stranger Things. I know you don't watch it, but like, holy crap. This season has been so good. I'm obsessed with it. Like, this season might be... Mm, no. I, it's amazing. This season is amazing. But the last season when they were like super 80s like in the malls mm-hmm. all the time I was like, that's the best season. I love that season. the fashion, yeah like everything was great. They are just doing like God's work the these these duffer brothers who are making this this it's probably some of the best TV I've ever seen.
1: So yesterday um Joseph wanted to watch the, like the two episodes that came out on Friday. Mm-hmm.
0: um Mm-mm. no spoilers.
1: I I can't give you spoilers, so okay, great, that's fine. Great, great. <laughs> um, so because he he didn't really enjoy the last season very much, so he actually like didn't finish watching the last season when it came out. Mm. So in preparation for this new season, he started watching all of it again. So yeah, I've been like around while he's been watching because like for a very long time, I'm like, if it's scary, I don't want to see that. My eyes can't see it. Like, <laughs> mar, 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 mar. um, <laughs> but. I've been reading a lot of audiobooks, so I'll just, like, lay on the couch, listen to my audiobook, play the game on my phone, or play Animal Crossing on the Switch, and he watches on the TV. Perfectly fine. I still get my feet rubbed. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, so I've been, like, catching pieces of Stranger Things and then find myself kind of watching it for a minute. Um, so I've been watching bits and pieces or I'll be like why is that happening so (laughs) he's been answering some of my questions Evan hates it when I do that so he's been really good about it he's been saying look I think you should watch it and I was like you know what I think I will watch it at some point so yesterday Joseph was like well I'm not going to watch these two episodes he's like I think you should watch all of it we'll sit down and watch all of it together and then we can watch them and I was just like no I'm not putting that pressure on myself you can watch yeah. these two episodes. I'm quite happy watching rewatching a Netflix thing I've already watched. But mm. I was quite happy watching it again. So I was like, you know what? Just keep doing your thing. Um I don't want that pressure on me and I will watch it with you. But I was like, I don't want to put any sort of like limit yeah. on me binging this really quickly. Plus I can then watch it maybe at my own pace.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he doesn't have to necessarily watch things with me, but I feel like it would be better if he did. It was the same as like my Lord of the Rings experience. I just needed somebody that I could ask questions to. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. to be like, No, that's explained later. I am yeah. gonna watch it.
0: Okay, good. You should. Um, yeah. I, I it's been so long since I watched like the earlier seasons, but mm-hmm. I feel like the first season probably has like a bit more jump scary stuff, so just be aware of that. But like I yeah. think the this new season might be the spookiest. Like it's still not it's not I horror
1: a lot of the stuff, like, the weird shit from this latest season, so. Okay, um, he
0: has, he's he's caught up, he's watched some of this season. You've seen this season?
1: Yeah, I've seen bits and sp- bits in, um, of this season.
0: I think the guy in this season is the scariest one so far.
1: Oh, Vecna?
0: Yeah. Have you seen him? Yes. Oh, wait, well, I also sent that <laughs> picture to the group chat, where he's, like, sitting in the makeup
1: chair with, oh, him, like, a yeah. caramel
0: macchiato. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I've seen some of things that are like very pivotal and very much like um, spoilery. Spoilery, right? Like, have you seen like the last episode of like the volume one? Yeah. Okay, so I saw the very end of that episode.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. So I've seen yeah. like a lot of. So shit you know, is, like, like kind of the backstory of yeah. Yeah,
1: I know things. No spoilers. Um, no spoilers. No. So I know I hate- some stuff, but I also don't care if things are spoiled for me. You're special in that way yeah and that's okay (laughs) which is sometimes why i like spoil things all the time on here because i'm like everyone's like me i have to remind myself nope that's not the case people sometimes don't want things spoiled for them but yes i will watch stranger things at some point but that has been taking up a considerable amount of time within our household too along with the boys (gasps) we're gonna talk about tv shows Mm. so if we have any like it's children just... listening to our podcast which what stop i don't think you should be watching or listening stop. to us but stop <laughs> stop that go to bed don't watch the boys that's not a show for you but if you're an adult 100 percent. the boys is where it's at and oh. it's uh, also
0: some of the best tv i've seen but yeah. in a different way
1: <laughs> oh com- yeah like Sometimes it's just absolute chef kiss moments Just like golden nuggets Of like dark comedy mm. But at yeah, the same time Yeah you have to kind time, of be into
0: some fucked up shit honestly Or you have well, to I at don't least think be it, fine it, With it, <laughs> fucked up shit I think happening. you can
1: appreciate the comedy of it I don't think that you necessarily There's a lot of things that I'm like That is disgusting I cannot watch that on the screen I Joseph know. tap my foot When that's off the screen please Yeah, But at the same time The, like, timing is golden. The, The, like... Like, the parodies that they do. Parodies and, like, even just, like, the social questions that they're, like, think about this for a minute. It's, like... Yeah,
0: because it's, like, superheroes and stuff, right? So it'd be, like, if superheroes actually existed, what if...
1: They were assholes.
0: This happened. Like, what if they (laughs) were, like, killing civilians all the time accidentally? And on, like, a severe
1: power trap. Yeah yeah and like the whole problem with having like people with like superhuman abilities oh it's such a good tv show though
0: oh so good and how many so like this one will be the second last one
1: yep the penultimate episode (sighs)
0: stressful and the
1: last episode felt like the penultimate episode it had like that vibe about it so
0: yeah like at the end yeah i think that that oh no wait this is the last episode
1: no it's not we discussed this last time
0: okay (laughs) um last time that we viewed
1: the tv show i looked it up and it wasn't
0: okay right 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 yeah okay you're good good okay (laughs) yeah so that's that's what i've been watching but you know what i've been listening to and i feel like Actually, I'm going to shout out two things right now. Not that they need shout outs because they're very famous, and anybody who's listening to this probably already knows about these people. But the song that I've been listening to most lately is called About Damn Time by Lizzo. Oh my God. Is it your favorite song of all time, too? Pretty much. It's like literally me in a song. It's like, I'm too fine to be this stressed
1: out. <laughs> I even like no. I give a fuck way too much. Bits of I'm the dance. Like, oh my god! <laughs> yes. Okay, this is like a complete sidebar. Um, we have to well, learn not, it. Not a sidebar. It's about this. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we went out for our friend Graham's birthday. It got to a point. I was like, I want to go dancing. We ended up at the Lamplighters in Gastown mm-hmm. because we knew that they had like a dance floor that opens up at night. And I was at the bar, and we were ordering our drinks. And the like person at the bar, she was pouring my drink. And about damn time came on. I was just like, bye. I just... <laughs> I walked away from the bar um, because I was like, I have to be on the dance floor for this song. Um, And fair enough, I was a little bit drunk and like trying to like do like some of the dancey stuff, which is not. But I could just see Joseph's like, You're having the absolute time of your life. To then find out later that he, by this point, was like starting to sober up, I was not at all. (laughs) So I just thought he wasn't vibing um, with the place and thought he was having a horrible time. But it was actually because he was sobering up and I was just like, On another level completely (laughs) i also power puked the whole next morning no oh no that's so sad (laughs) while we were in a hotel room with tyrant and graham it was yeah oh that's (sighs) that's
0: never fun that's never fun when you're puking and other people are around as you know because i puke (laughs) like a freaking pterodactyl who's giving birth what is that metaphor i'm serious when i puke i literally do not hold anything back i don't i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna give you a sound bite of that because it's horrifying but like literally it sounds like i'm scream vomiting yeah you know you i do know you've been
1: there you've h- held my hair back while i vomited yep and while you're husband continued to give his (laughs) drunk history just did not give a single shit he was sat on the edge of the bath continuing his presentation joseph was standing in the doorframe and i was on the floor with you holding your hair back
0: honestly i feel like i was most embarrassed to have like joseph watch me puke i don't know why (laughs) nah maybe because he's like one of my best friend's brother and i was just like wow this is so embarrassing (laughs) <laughs> and this was I don't like know, maybe
1: that's what it is. Fairly early in our friendship. Yeah, too, but... like
0: we we were close, but like we weren't as close as we are now. So maybe that's why
1: we were a bit more close. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, You maybe didn't know Joseph as much as yeah. you do now. but
0: That's probably true. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Oh my god.
0: <sighs> anyway, I love that song. It really Sidejar encapsulates. <laughs> it really encapsulates everything that I'm feeling in my life right now. Yeah, and it's about damn time. Turn up the music. Yeah. Turn down the lights.
1: Do you think we could get sued? <laughs> Do you think we could get sued for oh, that? No, no, no. Okay, no. This is like uh, a Lizzo appreciation. Yeah, we're not. That song
0: is by Lizzo, yeah. not me. I don't own any of it. Um, so the second thing that I've been listening to is a podcast. Well, actually, I've been listening to. I just finally. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Saskatchewan libraries, but it needs to sort their shit out because I put um the Viscount who loved me on hold on April 23rd. I put the audio book on hold and I just got it on Friday. Wow. And apparently, like, I was reading about it and, like, the library, like, consortium of of Saskatchewan apparently gives priority to members or something like that so they can't accurately, like, predict a timeline of when you're going to get these books. And I was like, but I'm a member. Am I not? Is there something different? Do you have to pay to be a member or something? That seems weird. I know, because in, like... Vancouver when I was doing that like when I had my library card in Vancouver, I always like it always gave me like an approximate timeline of when I could expect to get
1: it. My understanding is with Libby, you can have multiple library cards on it. So, mm. do you use Libby or do you use something? I else? use
0: Overdrive. But like when I looked it up, it said like it's it's the same exact thing. Like Libby and Overdrive are the same, and it goes okay. to the same like li- like library website.
1: Because like when okay. you're, I think you can have multiple cards on it, so you could probably still get books from Vancouver. I
0: can't. My library card oh. expired when we were living here they expire yeah because I what I did was because libraries were so closed when I got mine but they let you Uh, like get like a temporary like online one so that you could get services or whatever online but they ended up extending mine like I think mine got extended for like an extra period of time because they were still closed down and stuff or they still weren't doing like in-person service So then Mm -hmm. I think mine was like, actually, God, I don't even remember. I think that they extended it for like an extra year and a half that they were, then they were supposed to, I think it was supposed to be only for like six months or something. But then eventually it was like literally the week after we moved here, they were like, your library card has expired. And I was like, well,
1: damn it. Hmm. It said, like, I just went on to like types of membership for Burnaby Public Library, and it's like a library membership for everyone. Most are free, except for a subscription membership. So it seems like there's tiers. Mm. So like the general membership is your like live within Burnaby. The subscription membership is annual.
0: Honestly, I probably would if it was a reasonable price. I probably would pay for a subscription to the library because I use it quite frequently.
1: Oh yeah. Well, here it said individual. $40 annual. Oh,
0: yeah. I definitely yeah. spent, like, if I would be buying those books or, like, paying yeah. for those books, on like, yeah, it would be more than that. So. I do
1: have a bad habit, so is if I read a good book, I will then go and buy it. Mm. Which, that habit needs to maybe stop a little bit.
0: Well, or you can just wait for that book to go on sale, or if you have, like, plum points or something like that.
1: This is true. Yeah,
0: I, I ended up getting the one that, like, our next read-along, it came through as the book. I put both the audiobook and the ebook on on hold and it came through and i I was like it's a bit too early because i still have Mm -hmm. to read one more book between this episode and that episode so i was like i'll just put it off for a few days and see what happens but if all else fails i know that there's copies at the physical library so i could always go into the like the actual library and pick the book up so yeah libraries are great support your libraries yeah (laughs) anyway the other thing that I've been listening to is Tenfold More Wicked. Oh, okay. Which I'm sure if you've listened to My Favorite Murder, it's on the exactly right network. Mm-hmm. And they had her, so the host of the podcast, Kate Winkler Dawson, on an episode of My Favorite Murder the other day. I've already listened to like three of the seasons. She's just really good. She's really smart, and she has such a like a really soothing voice, even though it's like horrifying <laughs> stuff that she's talking about. But mm-hmm. the first episode or the first season, I can't remember what the first season was about. It's been a while since I've listened to it. But the second season was about, like, Burke and Hare, which was, like, yep. so interesting. And, like, I've, I've heard a bit about them, but, like, going, like, super into in-depth about them was cool.
1: And she only does- I did does... them for my Drunk History. You did? The first one? The one we were in the cabin.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Don't drink, ladies and gentlemen. Your like, <laughs> your brain cells will die. Uh... Your brain cells will die because I don't remember half the shit
1: <laughs> i think i was the first person to go that night too the second night mine
0: right no oh. first night okay, fuck i don't know
1: i did mine while i was in the hot tub and read it entirely from the wikipedia page yeah
0: that's right yeah they're very interesting and yeah she only does like historical true crime so that's kind of cool and mm-hmm. yeah she just has a very soothing voice and I like listening to a lot except for it gets kind of scary because the other day I went I took Aldi for a walk and it was like getting dark and I was listening to that like to her podcast in my ears and it was like um I should probably go home now. I mean, I have a giant dog that would probably protect me with his life,
1: but probably being the operative word there. But
0: mm-hmm. also he like pisses his pants when anybody he doesn't know comes to the door. So, yeah I so don't know. maybe
1: not the best <laughs> He'll just
0: bark. He'll bark and make a lot of noise, so maybe that'll just draw attention to us. That's that's the max he can do.
1: Yeah. Maybe lick your face a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, well that's it for me. Okay. Should we start?
1: Yeah, okay, you're up first, so keep going. Okay.
0: Great. <laughs> um okay. Well, this week's theme, I don't know. I I don't know if we really have have a theme. I'm, no. I'm titling it. This is our summer series. So <laughs> the next two episodes will be kind of the same. We're just kind of reading nice vacation books, books that you read in the summer when you're sitting on a beach or at the campground. And yeah, I guess you could say they're beach reads. I call them summer reads because I think he, I'll read anything on a beach, to be honest. I don't really know. What what do, you, what do you clarify
1: as a beach read? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I like reading sometimes more intense things when I'm on holiday. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know. Because you have the mental space to deal with it, right? Fluff. Like, they're just kind of like, they're not like super taxing. Yeah. They're kind of nice That's to it. read. Yeah. They're not going to like, sometimes I feel like I'm spinning into a pit of despair when I read certain things. This really isn't those. No. Though my book did stress me out. I'm not gonna lie. There was a moment where I was like, I need to know what happens immediately because I'm stressing.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, that's that's a str- that's a strategy, I guess. Yep. So I guess before I wa- before I get into my book, I want to know, Kirsty, what's your favorite summer memory? Oh God. Um. Oh. Okay.
1: Um. <laughs> Just, like, of my entire life, or?
0: Uh, yeah, anything. Like, what's when you think about summer, what do you think about? Or do you have oh. a specific memory that you think about when you think of
1: well, summer? one of my favorite, like, all-time summer memories, and I have two that are really sticking out here, is when I was, like, oh, God, 16. I think my last, like, full summer I had in Scotland was just, like, one of my favorite summers. Like, we did a, like, we, we spent most of our, like, vacations just, like, we had a little like caravan trailer that we would take around Scotland, and I love the west coast of Scotland. I like grew up on the east coast, but I adore the west coast. And we would go to like stay like really far on the west coast. We'd either stay like in Fort William, but then so there would be places that we'd stay that were like full on campgrounds, and then there was a couple places that we'd stay where they were like considered you'd like pay to stay there. It was considered like a campground. They'd have water, but it had no electrical hookup. It was essentially just like a plowed farmer's field hmm. on the side of a lock and some of my favorite like family memories are from those times too because that was like the last full summers that I had like in Scotland but also once we moved I was kind of like coming to the age where I was going to graduate and stuff and like head off to university so like I wouldn't say it was like the last year I felt like of like childhood but it kind of was definitely more of that time I did have responsibilities because I had a job and stuff but there was definitely less responsibility Mm -hmm. than like the years to come and we did like a bunch of hikes and when we were staying in Fort William, we stayed at, at like a campground that was at the foot of Ben Nevis, which is the highest mountain in the UK. We did hike that one year, and then the next year we hiked um another mountain which is really beautiful actually it's the one i have on my arm um tattooed on my arm i don't have like a mountain growing up my arm (laughs) (laughs) and just like some of the funny shit that happened along those trips just like spending time with like my parents and my brother i don't know i just really like those are like cherished memories Mm. but then also at the same time a lot of my summers once i moved to canada had a lot to do with um pipe bands so i really miss going to highland games and stuff and it was through being in a pipe band that i met joseph and i just have like some great memories of certain highland games going to those going to scotland like when we first started dating we were both on like separate trips to scotland so like with different bands and we like spent a lot of like our first few months of getting to know each other in the summer so like i don't know summer Mm. holds a lot of great memories for Mm. me and i'm like oh, this time like last year I remember uh like this time like four years ago five years ago like this is what we were doing and I don't know I love living in those like awesome memory moments and last year we got married at the beginning of August and like early to mid-August was like the date when we first went out on our first like date that we went on so yeah summertime holds a lot of like important memory time for us yeah um so I just love summer I don't like the heat so <laughs> not gonna lie <laughs> fucking hate when i'm just like covered in sweat and pipe bands are the worst for that because you're like literally actively choosing to wear like a full wool outfit oof oof wool socks wool kilt no shirt waistcoat no hat on your head no like... <laughs> and it's not even like a baseball there's no shade from this little hat like yeah Mm -mm. So much sweat. Mm. I haven't played in a pipe band for like five years now. And I don't miss that at all. I miss going there and like being in the beer tent with people and like competing. That was always fun. But yeah. Yeah. There's just something nice about that. Yeah. But yeah. I love summer. Mm. Just not the heat. Mm. I'm also very, very pale. So like (laughs) me and the sun don't have the best relationship. Even if I sit and like continuously put sunscreen on. (laughs) I will burn. It's so annoying. And then the bugs come out, and I'm allergic to mosquitoes. So then I come out in like these big welts. And yeah. Yeah. So maybe I don't like summer. (laughs) Actually, fall is like peak peak time yeah when there's still a couple hot days but it's kind of cooler that's my like optimum temperature range
0: i think like when you get to be an adult that's true but like when you're a kid summer is just oh it's really just a tragedy months
1: of freedom yeah it's a
0: tragedy that they let you have two months of freedom in -hmm. the summer as a kid and then when you grow up and become an adult they're like jokes on you you have to fucking work for the rest of your life until you're dead.
1: Yeah. So, I am going into education, so. So you'll have summers off. I'll have summers off. Must be then nice. I... <laughs> but then you have to deal with all of the other stuff.
0: Nah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> I I yeah. yeah, I'll take the.
1: And you like like can't take vacation pretty much
0: any other time.
1: Any other time and the prices are higher. Um <sighs> yeah.
0: That's a good point. So, you know what? You have a point. You have a point oh because you're passionate about it remember and you want to shape young minds
1: yeah yeah that's right
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so
1: oh yeah so what's your favorite memory oh well um uh,
0: well i don't know i have a lot i'll kind of talk about it a bit too about uh with my book but like every every year for like two weeks my family would camp so we would just Mm -hmm. pick a place in saskatchewan usually and set up camp for like two weeks and we would go with my cousins so like we were literally the same age me and my cousin and like my brother and my younger cousin were both the same age so we were always like running around biking we had walkie talkies so we would like just fucking ditch my parents and like go to the playground and they'd have walkie talkies and be like get your asses back home the the street lamps are on
1: i am so jealous of the fact you had walkie talkies (laughs) Anytime any child is like, oh yeah, I had walkie-talkie, so my parents were just. And I'm just like, what? Oh, I wanted a walkie-talkie so bad, so bad. Well, and I mean, but then I suppose like cell phones came on the go, so like that yeah. kind of eliminated that. But I remember looking in like the like a catalog, and every time I just be, like circling talkies. <laughs> I wanted one so bad.
0: We were never really going far, like too far. So like the walkie talkies were perfect because we were always Mm -hmm. within range of our parents. And like we'd be like, "Hey, we're coming home," and they'd be like, "Hey, see you in five minutes. If you're not home in five minutes, we assume you've been abducted." abducted, So yeah, um, yeah. So we always and we always spent a lot of time. Like every wherever we went, it had to have a lake because we spent every single day that it wasn't raining at the lake swimming, playing ball oh god it was the best yeah. reading that's where i spent most of my time reading as a kid i would read like i don't know 10 or 15 books over that two-week period
1: oh. of and camping they, like even when i started to get a bit older like the books became thicker and thicker books but i was still charging through mm-hmm. so many books mm-hmm. having responsibilities and stuff i remember when i wanted to be an adult so bad i know it's i could do whatever i wanted and stupid. that is in all honesty it's golden because then I- Sure, I come home from work. Yeah, have a glass of wine. Nobody's going to tell me no. But at the same time, I got to do all this other stuff.
0: Yeah, it's not worth like, it.
1: Nobody prepares you for that. The bullshit. drinking is
0: not worth it. And you think like, well, yeah, anyway, you're right. It's it's true. It's true. But I think probably my favorite trips were like, once we started to get a bit older. So I think it was the summer uh, of like grade nine, like gro- going into grade 10. We went to like BC to visit my aunt So that's like Mm -hmm. a pretty like sizable drive. So 19 hours. But like we took like a week essentially to get out there and we were just kind of like meandering along. Anytime we would see something we wanted to do, we would stop. So we saw a lot of really cool shit and we camped at some really cool places because like we would just like go until we needed to stop and then we would find a campground that was near us and like stay there.
1: And then like sorry, I have a really random comment. Yeah. We do have quite a few followers that live like within Europe, within the UK. Comprehending a 19-hour drive <laughs> is insane. So you can travel from like the like northernmost tip, actually I better google this. Um that's 15 hours. That's from the top of the UK to the bottom. <laughs> so you going from East to west in Scotland is like, I don't know, four hours. Yeah. I think. So like the idea of you crossing partial like of the country and it takes 19 hours. I think in total for you to cross Canada end to end, if you were to do it non-stop, is something like 23 hours. But obviously, like, that is without stopping at all. Um, And that's just not possible. So I think, like, to go end to end, it usually takes people about a week, five to seven days. I don't think people sometimes realize how big Canada is. Um, Well,
0: and I think, like, if you were looking at it, like, as the crow flies, it wouldn't mm -hmm. take that long. But, like, once you get into the mountains, it gets fucked up because you have to, like, wind your way through the mountains basically to, like, get up and over the mountains. So, yeah. But, like, that was one of my favorite trips because we just, like, we would just stop whenever we wanted to stop and, like, see what we wanted to see. And then... We stayed at my aunt's place in Mission for a week, and then, like, we took a week to, to come home. So it was, like, three weeks of vacation. Yeah. And, like, then the next year we did the same thing, but we went down into the States and did, like, the Black Hills, we did Yellowstone, we did Wyoming, like, all that kind of stuff down there. Which was, like, yeah. so fun, too, and different because, like, it's the States, so there's always some weird and cool stuff to see down in the States. like. Mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore is like I don't get it. I don't I don't get what what the appeal is. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing that they carved all those faces in the mountain, but yeah. I don't know. It wasn't that fun. I mean, it was fun, but that part was weird. But when we went to see Car- It's Yeah. when we went to see Crazy Horse, that was really cool because they weren't finished yet, and they're still not finished.
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: It's they're doing basically the same thing as Mount Rushmore, but it's like an indigenous leader. I don't really I can't really remember the full story but like they're gonna have him it's gonna be huge his his face is the only thing that's done well actually I think yeah, it's the might... largest
1: world's largest mountain carving
0: yeah and he's gonna be like on a horse it's wow once it's I don't know maybe it'll be done in my lifetime but I doubt it
1: yeah his face is there but
0: yeah it's just cool to see like the process happen and they all like I'm pretty sure it it's all run by like donations and wow. and Mount Rushmore is very commercialized so like seeing those two and they're really close together those two attractions mm-hmm. like it's really an interesting wow an interesting thing to see side by side because they're both so different huh. anyway like those I don't know those are my favorite just like going on those family think, trips like-
1: concentrated family time as a kid you maybe don't appreciate it as much because you're like well i want to spend time with my friends it's particularly when she hit teenage years mm-hmm. but like looking back sometimes i'd be like oh well i'm gonna go spend like a week with my family or like two weeks it's kind of like more like obligation sure, yeah. but now looking back it's like those are the best memories that i have yeah like and now as an adult like last summer we got to spend so much time with family that this year when we're like spending like no time going back in summer with family, pretty much. I was just like, oh.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Well, this time last year, like this time last year, actually, we were already on the East Coast. Yeah. We arrived on July 1st, so.
0: it There's something, I don't know, there's something about it. It's like, and I've been spending so much time with my family since we moved back, obviously. Like, that's one of the mm-hmm. main reasons that we moved back. And it's just, yeah. And even this weekend, we like went out to my family's farm and we like literally didn't even do anything. We were just sitting around drinking. It was raining. We had a fire going. It was, like, it's just the best. It's just, like, it's, it's relaxing, and it's, like, it feels like you're being taken care of, kind of. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But there's something that is very comforting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, like, people that you've known your entire life. Like, my aunt and uncle, I, like, I yeah. never not had them in my life. So, like, it's it's weird to me when people don't really talk to their extended family because I'm just, like, that's like my entire community is like like when we were literally doing mm-hmm. our guest list it was like 50 people that was my family alone yeah and I was just like that's the,
1: how how I've always mm-hmm. lived it's a very fortunate thing to have that yep. I've come to realize that like I grew up in a town where like pretty much like I had a couple aunts and uncles who lived in different places in the UK but really we were all like relatively close to each other and but most of my family lived like in the town or the surrounding town even like most of my extended family so like second cousins and whatnot lived within Mm -hmm, our community mm -hmm. so growing up knowing that many people like i was related to like within a relatively close radius then moving here and finding that like people are like oh well actually i have family like in ontario or i have family out west i have Mm -hmm. family here but I've only met them once. Yeah. Or I ha- I've never met them. Yeah. And I was just like, what? Yeah. Like, that makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I've become like truly grateful for the fact that I do have a lot of family that I do know very well. Yeah. But even like there will be people within that situation too who just like maybe just don't have those family ties. I'm, yeah, very fortunate to have lived very close and like not just lived very close, but like actually known people within my family. I think yeah. it's a very fortunate thing.
0: Yeah, for sure anyway,
1: anyway. <laughs> okay we've been going for 45 I minutes i know and we haven't start... talked about book yet oh,
0: god i'm so sorry everybody okay this one i promise this one's gonna be i didn't put any sticky notes in this book guys like that's crazy
1: for me yeah that's a big thing for you i know Not for me i like forget all the time and never do that um okay
0: so my book for our summer like first part of our summer <laughs> series is what? Why are you laughing
1: at <laughs> I'm just laughing. We haven't even introduced the book yet. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, I know. <laughs> so
0: my book for the our first part of our summer series is called Every Summer After by Carly Fortune. Look at how pretty the cover is.
1: It's so lovely.
0: And even the one, I don't know where the other one was from, but it has like an orange writing and it's like some people jumping off a dock, I think. Maybe that's the UK version.
1: I have Waterstones page open, so I'll look and see. Before I was coming... Oh, yeah. It's orange writing and then... Um, yeah, like a summery sky And people jumping off So it's definitely, it's available That version's available in the UK
0: Okay, it's published in 2022 By Penguin Canada Actually, so, like I said, it's by Carly Fortune. Evan thinks that that's a pen name, which it might be. She's, like, a writer. She's been a journalist for Refinery29. 20- oh, no. She was an editor for Refinery29, The Globe and Mail, Chatelaine, and Toronto Life. She lives in Toronto. And this is her first book. And, like, honestly, great job. <laughs> Yay. Also, um... Like, I feel very lucky because I bought this book at Costco and got a pretty good deal on it, to be honest. But also, like, it was the last one and I didn't see any more. And I was like, oh, well, I've been wanting to pick this up. Like, I should pick it up. And then I I didn't see them anywhere else. Like, I picked up this book and another, but like, it was a different book underneath it. So I think it was the last one there. So I think this copy was meant for me specifically. So
1: sorry, just to backtrack the covers. When you go on Carly Fortune's website. Yeah. Every summer after is listed as the US cover. So the UK and the US have that same cover, and then it just has like Canada as the other one.
0: Oh, so, so Canada gets its own special. That's interesting. Yeah. Does- I've seen
1: a few books like that where Canada gets like their own special one.
0: Well, she's she's Canadian.
1: Maybe it's just because of like distribution. Yeah, but I think I've seen like some UK authors, or well, I can only think of one exactly like, example of this, but like I am um, where like I think it sometimes depends on like distribution Mm -hmm. and like where certain publishing houses Mm -hmm. have rights to distribution
0: okay yay so that's cool though yeah let's jump right in my my like first the first thing i noticed about this book was wait i guess i should fucking read the thing god damn it i am so all over the place today i'm so sorry okay (laughs) okay here we go it's okay six summers to fall in love one moment to fall apart a weekend to get it right they say you can never go home again, and for Persephone Fraser, ever since she made the biggest mistake of her life a decade ago, that has felt too true. Instead of spending summers in cottage country on the glittering lake shore of her childhood, she stays in a stylish up- apartment in, De- in Toronto, keeping everyone a safe distance from her heart. Until Percy receives the call that sends her racing back to Barry's Bay and into the orbit of Sam Florrick, the man she never thought she'd have to live without. For six summers during their youth, through hazy afternoons on the water and warm nights working in his family's restaurant, Percy and Sam had been inseparable. And when Percy returns to the lake, their connection is as undeniable as it had always been. But until she can confront the decisions she made, they'll never know whether their love is bigger than the biggest mistakes of their past. Told over the course of six years in the past and one weekend in the present, every summer after is a gorgeously romantic look at love, and the people and choices that mark us forever. So it's actually funny because I realized, like, I think when we were recording last, that both the books that I picked for my summer series books have like summer or a summer month in the title. And I didn't do that on purpose. I just wanted, I just wanted to read these oh. two books, and I was trying to figure out a way to, <laughs> to, to read them. So I d- swear to God, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So basically, this book is like i said it was t- it's told over like it's told in the past and the present so it kind of intersperses the story between past and present my like the first thing i noticed was that it just gets straight to the point Um, There's like very little background information before the plot starts. Like it literally starts with her like walking into her apartment and she's getting a phone call, and the phone call is her like ex boyfriend Sam's brother Charlie calling her and telling her that their mom had passed away. So you're kind of like thrown into the story without really knowing who any of these people are. Sometimes that's nice though. Yeah, I I like that about
1: a book. You're just like. In. Yeah.
0: That and also you have to
1: figure out who pe- who people are very quickly and sometimes that's a g- great way of starting it because you get this like slow unravel of who people are rather than like here is all of the history about that. Yeah. That's exactly what I said
0: too in my notes is that like it uh, like the story unravels as if it was happening yeah. like as if you're watching it happen and so it's told like all of her like past it's like telling the story from the past perspective and then like when she gets to the, the like the present chapters Mm -hmm. you're finding out things about them and then it'll be like oh this mysterious thing that happened and that i think i mean it's kind of annoying in a way because you're like oh i just want to know like i just want to know what happened Yeah, but i think that also is what keeps you reading you know like that's how like the suspense and the like the build-up that's your yeah that's your like I don't know what I'm trying to say.
1: Well, I I get what you're trying to uh, trying to say here. Yeah. Like, there's a word there's a word bunch? for it, but I can't remember what it is right now. Almost like creating like the suspense of the book. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's obviously like you want to keep that like enticing like little nuggets feeding it cuz like otherwise why would you read yeah so there are some books that i'm just like why am i reading this like it's going nowhere and it's been published yeah uh yeah (laughs) yeah that's very true but at the same time yeah and there are some books where like that kind of maybe is more of the feel of it but I do need something that like hooks me yeah. into a book.
0: Yeah. and you know, I I literally said it's a structure that is used a lot. Like there's a lot of books now where it's like told in the past and then you like jump to the present and like things are happening and you have all of that like those memories and stuff in those characters but you haven't you haven't figured out as a reader what they are yet. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool. I don't it gets me every time. It's like it's used a lot. You can kind of figure out where the story is going, but I I love it every single time I read a book that's like that. <laughs> it's like kind of like The Road Trip. It's kind of like 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 a lot of the Beth O'Leary books. No, no, not a lot, I guess. Cuz like this is this one is specifically only from Percy's perspective. Okay. But yeah, it does it does jump the timeline. so I always like it. Okay, so then my next favorite thing is uh, how many Canadian references there are in this book. <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved because when you're reading books as a kid, there's so few books that are from a Canadian perspective.
1: Okay. There are a lot of books that are written in the UK, yeah. but I find that it's like more minimal for for books to be set like in Scotland. Now, fair enough. The last <laughs> book I did and like the the two books I had, like might add to help when we pick out were both set in Edinburgh. But I also did grow up in Edinburgh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were both set in like the 80s 90s so like again i was either not born or a very young child yeah so not really like my experience but there was a lot of things that i could pick up on because of like i don't know popular cultural references and things like that it's like i could get it and like the language was a huge thing but at the same time i don't know there's there's something so nice where you can like pick up like where somebody's walking Mm. or like oh that's what they ordered or oh like i know that like I love when you can pick up on those tiny little like frames of reference from like your own life and own experiences not like that's a huge broad scale but like when it's more narrowed down um yeah well and you can like distinctly relate to either like a place or like things in that culture yeah. love yeah. it
0: yeah well and I never I've been to Toronto like once and we we mm-hmm. weren't even really in the city and I've never been like actually so the Barry's Bay is where they end up getting their cabin okay so like what happens is basically percy's parents are like professors at the u of t and they buy a cabin out in this barry's bay to like give her a life that's not in the city so they stay they stay there for the entire summer because they're professors they don't work over the summer and so that's so she that they have a cabin there they stay there over the summer next door lives sam who is the cute boy next door, they don't actually yep. end up getting together until, like, later. Because they're, like... It starts at 13. So they, like... Okay. For the first, like, summer in the past is when she's, like, 13. So, like, they don't actually start, like, getting together romantically until they're, like, 16 or 17 or something like that. But that's kind of the basis of the story. And, like, so they own a cabin or a cottage or whatever on Barry's Bay, which actually is a real place. So that's kind of cool, but I've never been there. But it just, like... Like it reminded me of like being on the lake when we were going Mm -hmm. camping and like, it's just like that nostalgia, but also like the references were like, so she, she has to stop at a Tim Hortons on the way out of town, uh, like in the present. And then like in the past, it talks about like her mom buying a Hudson Bay blanket, you know, those like wool, like Hudson Bay blankets that were really, yep. Yep. And, um, like pierogies, which is not a Canadian Mm. thing but it's really big here especially like in Saskatchewan there's a very high population of Ukrainian people so yeah. i grew up with like sausages and pierogies and that was like a like a staple meal for us and my grandma like taught me how to make cabbage rolls like we we my family has more polish roots than ukrainian but like i said there's a r- really high like eastern european population in Saskatchewan and I think probably in Toronto too because they mentioned it so much mm-hmm. but it's just like having those because obviously like reading books when I was a kid and even now it's like the states is not that much different than Canada like there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that you can relate to obviously and like you can still relate to a character's feelings or perspectives on life or anything like that but like having those tiny little references to like things mm-hmm. that I grew up with is was just so nice my only criticism was that it was a tiny, like it was a lot. There was like fifteen references in the first like two chapters, and then there was like nothing. So obviously, she was just like kind of like figuratively blowing her uh,
1: Canadian, trumpet. Canadian
0: load pretty early on in the book. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it just remi- like it reminded me a lot about spending spending my summers on the lake. Unfortunately, I didn't meet any hot guys who wanted to be doctors, but uh, oh well. I still I still turned out okay. I'm still here. I got married. Yeah, it's all good. It worked out in the end. Actually, as you, like like you were saying though, like me and Evan also met in the summer. Like we met, I guess we met in the spring, but like a lot of our like early relationship stuff was like in the summer. Like we would be staying up, talking, being annoying like until Mm -hmm. three in the morning when the sun would be coming up. Yep. Yeah. So there's like a lot of that rooted in summer for me too. It's just like summer romances just, they just do it for me, you know? It's just so like, that's what I love. But I find it interesting because like, she packs so much nostalgia into the book. And she even mentions in like her acknowledgments and like her writer, her author's note that she was like, she's like, obviously you can tell I was feeling very nostalgic when I was writing this book. And mm-hmm. I just find it interesting. I feel like our generation is very nostalgic. Ours specifically.
1: Oh. I love looking at like old pictures, reminiscing about like previous everything. memories. Yeah. I love it. That's my absolute jam.
0: Yeah, and I I just wonder if it's because everything obviously, you know, being an adult, we've discussed being an adult is hard, but like everything seemed so much simpler back then. And I'm sure that there was a lot of things that we weren't understanding when we were children, but also Mm -hmm. like it was before the internet, like all of this shit that like we're dealing with now with social media and like people shitting on Mm -hmm. each other on the internet all the time. Yeah. We didn't have that. And we were the generation that still went outside and played. And so I just find that interesting that like our, like people of our age are always Mm -hmm. really nostalgic. And I always feel like I'm constantly trying to feel the way that I felt when I was a kid And maybe that's for every generation, but I'm always trying to comfort myself like that when I get stressed or am having anxiety, like I'm, I'm constantly trying to go back to things that made me feel good as a kid reading, Mm -hmm. you know, like whatever it is, that was my like comfort blanket when I was a kid. Like I, I constantly go back to that and I'm not sure if our parents really did that. They, I I feel like our parents are, we're always like constantly charging forward, but maybe that's just my own thing.
1: No? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I Maybe, but uh, yeah, I can definitely understand in, like, relation to, like, I'm always looking backwards, I don't, I don't know my parents necessarily do. Yeah. But, uh, mm, I don't know, like, w- we, like, probably, like, once a year watch my parents' wedding video, like. Oh, yeah, that's nice. And, like, constantly talking about people that we, like, knew in, like, our hometown and stuff, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe. But I'm definitely, like, I 100% feel, like, the nostalgic generation. Yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah.
0: And like, I mean, like, think of all the memes where it's like, you're a 90s kid mm-hmm. if you get this reference. And like, yeah, anyway, it's it's interesting to me. But I think it's also because like, I mean, when our parent, like my parents bought my childhood home for like $65,000. Yeah. And now it's worth at least four, I would say 400,000. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I mean, you read all the statistics. And I think it's probably a bit worse in the States. But like, the, the median wage has not gone up with the amount of inflation. So I just think that contributes no. to it as well because I think our generation is living such a different life than our parents.
1: Yeah, but we've also been brought up to, un- to think that what the like doing all these things and like a kind of not necessarily a set order but these are all things that you need to achieve in your life yeah they've been like ingrained into us whereas Mm. i think like potentially we're now realizing yeah that's not gonna happen for us and i think that that's like a very difficult thing to overcome because there are a lot of people that have achieved that within our like generation but there yeah. are going to be a lot of people who can't yeah. and it's not through any sort of like physical not like being good enough or anything like that it's just that the markets are changing so often and mm-hmm. so frequently that it's just not going to be physically possible mm-hmm. the way we buy houses and the way we like live within houses is going to drastically change yeah within our lifetime like the likelihood that I'm potentially going to own a house with somebody else that's not just my husband is higher than than like my parents ever having to do that yeah so the way we like structure our families and relationships are going to change yeah but then that's changed throughout time Anyway. True. So So we're not special, we that's what you're saying. <laughs> no, like but it just I think it's maybe happening more drastically now. Yeah. Than it I think you're previously. right. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. But that's the the whole like thing of like technology and everything has just like skyrocketed. It's all of these other things are also doing the same thing. Like you can't expect like certain things to be changing at a slower pace that would have been a more, like, like an evolution of things when you're, like, pushing that evolution to happen within other areas. Yeah, I think right. culturally, if one thing's going to start, or multiple things are starting to, like, I don't know, advance, then other things are going to, like, change drastically as well. Yeah. yeah, Maybe. Yeah, Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'm completely wrong. Anyway, that's something I think <laughs> about
0: a lot, is, like, how nostalgic we millennials mm-hmm. are. We're always fucking shit up, us millennials. Anyway, I feel really bad because, like I, like I said, I really did like this book, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's there was there's nothing really to analyze about it. Like it's not that deep. It was just a good book about like a couple's like evolution.
1: And you know what? Sometimes you need that. Like I, it's the perfect summary. That kind of makes me, that. me makes it very similar to like One Day, where you see that evolution throughout. Mm-hmm. You miss. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens out with like one day, it's happening on the same day every year. for years. Yeah. Yours is happening for every summer, and you like miss all of that other part of the year, kind of. Yeah,
0: like she does well, go, go a bit into about yeah. it. Like she explains like what happened over the year or whatever but it's yeah. usually like, like every like first chapter of like the next summer is it's always just like starting off like oh they're they're arriving and she's just like reflecting yeah. on the last year or whatever
1: yeah which is kind of nice but then like things like w- with one day you kind of like piece together like oh my god she's now doing this with her life this must have happened within her last mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. like yeah yeah sometimes I like that cause like with like my book um yeah no i have to save that okay. um, <laughs> But like within other books, then this is not given too much away from my book. But like in other books, you kind of like all of a sudden. I like when you see the progression of like the relationship then becoming like either acquaintances or friends, and then how it becomes the next Something step. More, yeah, when you miss out that like kind of part, it kind of like irks me a little bit because mm-hmm. I. Like love to read about people falling in love. Yeah, I think it's, it's the such best. a wonderful, magical experience. Yeah, it's the best. And like, I love, and I think like me reminiscing on like the summer of twenty fifteen is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Which is kind of funny in some ways because like the beginning of summer of twenty fifteen not so hot for me. Turn- That's okay. Turned
0: out okay. Um,
1: but it turned out okay in the end, and it's one of like I can tell you certain things that happened on like certain days of the week and then like the next week I can tell you exactly what happened on certain days too like because that is all part of like my love story with Joseph and like how we like fell in love with each other how we got to know each other like yeah and I think all of that's like really magical so I sometimes miss it when books don't like delve into that yeah and my book did delve into that in some regards but in other regards I like talk about it it just kind of missed it a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah Mm i don't know if that makes any sense yeah yeah no it does um like hearing yours where it sounds like you got that kind of slow burn yes them getting to know each other yes and them getting and there's nothing really like there's not that like hero journey kind of thing where there's like this peak moment or anything like that i love those kinds of books and it may just be like well nothing really happened in the book but like and again you enjoyed it and that's a huge thing if you didn't enjoy it and nothing happened there's a problem somewhere. Yeah, if nothing happened, like nothing major happened, but you liked it and you really enjoyed it, that's completely different. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean it is—it's still sexy as hell. Like, oh, is
0: there some spice? It's kind of—it's kind of weird because they're like kids, but like by the time they're doing sexy stuff, like they're older, they're adults. Yeah,
1: yes. And
0: how many chilies out of five? Ooh, I think um, uh, I would, I would say five. Like. Pfft. They're they're pretty good, yeah. Like, okay, so like this is the one, the one quote that I saved, and I literally was like fanning myself with a book after, and Evan was like, (laughs) "Whoa, you okay?" And like nothing even happened. Like it wasn't even anything. Like,
1: okay, so they read it to me. I'm ready. They did
0: the thing where she was like, "I like someone," and like obviously it's him. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And (laughs) she's like, so he's saying who is it
1: and she's (laughs) are they they're teenagers at this point they're teenagers yeah yeah. oh thank god
0: yeah and she's like who he's like who is it she's like i swallowed thickly then whispered i think you know sam stayed silent his mouth inches from my own but his thumb began to move in back and forth strokes across my wrist i want to be sure he murmured (laughs) i was like I don't know. I just like it when men murmur in books. Like, just like in my mind's eye, I can see it happening, and I'm just like, he's like murmuring to her, like in her ear, and I'm just like, hot damn, yeah, that really does it for me. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I know. There's something about like that, like awkwardy, almost like teenagery, like quality of like you're so and uh, you know, me and Joseph, we're so fucking awkward. The, like the fact that either of us even admitted to each other that we liked each other yeah. it, was a huge deal, yeah. <laughs> Um, and we were one hundred percent. It was like teenagery. Like we were, oh, yeah. <laughs> we were out like one of the first times, and we had people beside us who were like, "Hold her hand." We were in our twenties, <laughs> like,
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: So, like, this gets to me because one, it like fires up all of my anxiousness, and like as a teenager, like, oh hardcore memories of being like on MSN messenger being like who do you like yeah and, oh it's hitting me hard in the feels yeah
0: and it, like uh, yeah so it's just it's really good like bringing back all of those like first love kind of annoying shit that you used to do when you were a teenager and you like didn't know how to have an adult relationship yet um, yeah. yeah so almost done I'm getting there I feel like the ending might have been a tiny bit rushed. It ends pretty much how you think it's going to end and how you want it to end. Mm. Um, and I obviously don't want to give too many spoilers, but. Do they get married and have babies? Uh, I don't, it doesn't say. But, you know, okay. they're together. <laughs> okay. They're together at the end. I just really felt like it didn't give closure. Like, it wasn't really like 100% resolved it does have like an epilogue which shows them like all all of them a year later and it talks about them having to work on their relationship a lot which is good because what happens like would be what what happens to break them up is like a really hard thing to overcome yeah so i just wish i kind of wish that they talked about that like went into a bit more depth i don't know how you would do that but it just was like a tiny blurb where they're like, they have to work on the relationship a lot because they needed to be able to trust each other. So
1: can I ask you a side question? Yeah. Did somebody cheat? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I, that's why I was like, I feel like I shouldn't recommend this to Kirsty because I know <laughs> how you feel about that.
1: But yeah. no, but it happens in books. And like, it's not that I like, I'm so like, I am very much like if it happened in my own relationship, I personally don't feel that I would ever be able to get over that. Yeah. But I understand that some people can't and that's like a capacity that you can have. It's when it's like, that's the entire plot is just revolving around.
0: Mm-hmm. I see what you yeah. The like... Well, and it's it's a very complicated and grey situation. Yeah, and, situation. I yeah, mean, and was, that I can deal with. It was still wrong, it, but
1: yeah, it was... I think you should still read it. I think you'll like it still. Cheating happens in my book too. Oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, not directly with the main character. but yeah. Oh,
0: okay, okay yeah i just wish that like that part could have been fleshed out a bit more and i don't like i said i'm not really sure how you would be able to do that without having like more to the story and having it be like a shortened version and like i liked the way that the story ended because she did she does say at the end of her like in her acknowledgments and in her author's note that she wanted the story to end happily which i find Mm -hmm. interesting actually also because when i was taking or when i was in high school i took like an english course which with a really good english teacher. Mm-hmm. And he always told us that, like, Canadian authors are depressing as hell. And I don't really have much to, like, compare it with. But I just was... I like that she went against the cultural norm, apparently, of Canadian authors being really depressing. Um, I think probably it's because... Oh, God. I think probably it's because it's so cold here that everybody just gets depressed in the winter. This is true. Um, yeah, I just wish that, like, that part had been fleshed out because I obviously romance novels are so often like they get together in the end and then it's over like you never see them
1: like a set trope
0: yeah you never see them get over the honeymoon period and like get into the real work of like being in a relationship if you have any books that you like want to recommend where they do talk about that i would love to hear it because i would really like to read a book that like went into more of like what it was like to actually be in a relationship with somebody and not just get into a relationship with somebody if you know what i mean yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, okay. So yeah, the last thing is that like the blurb at the back. So they have she has a little bit of like, um, it's like a reader's guide kind of thing. So there's like a few mm-hmm. questions, a few discussion questions. There's Carly's reading list. So there's like a few books on here that I might actually take a look at. One of them is by Taylor Jenkins Reid, actually.
1: Which one is yours? Uh, maybe in another life. It's not that one, but which one is it? Forever interrupted.
0: I think that one's really oh, okay. depressing because I think I've read the like summary on that one and I was like, I cannot read that. I will be too sad. Uh-uh.
1: That's about um... like
0: one of like a spouse dying, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and they've <sighs> only been together like months. Yeah, like Mm-mm. they met each other around about Christmas and then they get married. So his mom doesn't even know that she's like a thing. A thing. Yeah. <gasps> I read the synopsis of that like yesterday so.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, so she just has like a bit of that stuff and then like she has like a little blurb at the back and it's like behind the book mm-hmm. and she just like basically talks about the inspiration for the book. Actually, they her parents met in Scotland and they lived in Australia oh, wow. for a little while. So she's like had a really cool life actually. And then she kind of talks about how she was an editor and she was reading all the time and she like kind of fell out of the habit of reading and Mm -hmm. then she like started picking up she even says like I'd like to know I wish I could remember precisely which one started me on a roll of reading women's fiction and romance and young adult novels a few years ago I'd like to know so I could track down the author and thank her with all my heart it could have been Christina Lauren or Colleen Hoover or Jenny Han or Angie Thomas or Emily Henry or Tahereh Mafi or Sally Thorne or Nicola Yoon or Helen Hoang or many many others what I do know that once I started I couldn't stop I went from reading a handful of books a year to downing several a week so I feel like that was like similar to my situation too is that like yeah I just started decided that I wanted to start doing things that I liked again and yeah reading was one of those Yeah, so she just kind of talks about, like, how she got into writing this and she decided she wanted to write a romance because of all these people or all these books that she was reading and she Mm -hmm. wanted it to, like, end happily. Yeah. So I just like hearing all that stuff about, like, and, like, who inspired her for certain characters and stuff like that. It's just a really cool thing to have, like, as part of as part of the book experience i guess mm-hmm. uh, da, 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 da. okay so i would rec- recommend this book to you which i Yay. which i already have i literally texted you like five seconds after i finished this book And it's so funny that we both bought the book on like the same day yeah
1: i know or days apart so that's
0: why i knew like i was like i gotta tell chrissy she's gotta read it yeah i think any canadian reader like would like it as well as long as you like romance novels and it's I think it's, it could be like young adulty too like I think like older young adults could definitely read this one because it has mm-hmm. that part, portion where it's like they're younger mm-hmm. it does get a bit spicy like I said it's like five chili flakes so it does get a bit spicy so maybe not super for the younger kids but I think if you're chili like chili flakes yeah isn't that what it was
1: chili peppers oh well
0: <laughs> whatever the flake would just be like <laughs> sorry same thing same difference I don't let Evan put too many chili flakes on my stuff because I don't like it. Too spicy. Chili (laughs) flakes are still spicy.
1: But yeah, they're like little flakes.
0: (laughs) I guess. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Of all the things I could have picked up on, sorry.
0: (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. So four and a half stars. It would have been a perfect five if it wouldn't have been for the excessive amount of Canadian references and the ending feeling a bit rushed. So there you go. four and a half stars i think i gave it five on goodreads honestly because they don't let you do half half readings. so i did love it yeah. i love this book it's such a good read it's i like i devoured it and it kind of got me out of a reading funk which was nice so i'd like love to that. i'd like to thank carly fortune for that because i w- it wasn't really that i was like not enjoying reading but there was just nothing that i was like devouring like that way you know mm-hmm. so that was really nice thanks Yay. carly maybe we can have you on one sometime. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And I'm very, and I'm very much looking forward to her next book. I don't know if there is a next book, but I would definitely read like anything she, she puts out because I think this one was a pretty, pretty banging debut. If I do say so myself.
1: Yay. That's great. Yay. I did it. So my book that I'm doing for summer reads series is Taylor Jenkins read. Maybe in another life. Cute. I should have said that it was maybe in another life by Taylor Jenkins Reid. That's a better way to phrase that. This, the edition that I have, oh, is the UK edition. I got it from Waterstones when I was ordering a whole bunch of books from there. So I don't know if this is the same cover that exists in Canada. And in the UK, it was Simon & Schuster that published the book. Mm -hmm. That might be different elsewhere because sometimes it changes. Yeah, so I'll read the back and then I'll delve into it. Oh my God, sorry. This is just a complete... I just had like a like memory or not a memory a dream memory where I was Mm. trying to read the back of something and I was like struggling (laughs) Uh, yeah oh it's invading my dreams now Mm. (laughs) (sighs) at 29 Hannah has no home no career and no idea what she wants to do with her life after years of different cities and jobs she heads back to Los Angeles for another fresh start this time with the help of her best friend, Gabby. They celebrate her homecoming with old friends at a local bar. And just after midnight, Gabby asks if Hannah's ready to go. Moments later, her high school boyfriend, Ethan, offers to give her a ride if she wants to stay. Hannah hesitates. Alna- that was not even close to the word I was going <laughs> Alternating between two parallel universes, radically different paths unfold for Hannah. And the people around her. Is anything simply destined to be? Do soulmates truly exist? Hannah believes so. And in both worlds, she's found him. So (laughs) I love the premise for this book, like straight off the bat. So the idea that there is like a pivotal moment in your life. And if you choose two paths, your life like goes off in two directions. That yeah. appeals to me so, like yeah. the idea of that is yeah. just like so enticing. Yeah, and it,
0: it like is a, in a lot of my anxiety dreams. So, yeah.
1: Oh well, maybe anxiousness for you, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like the idea of that for like a book is just I I love it. Yeah, and I think it that's so interesting. What really like solidifies that and seals it for me is years ago in Scotland when I was involved with like a dramatic group, we did a musical of um the band madness which is like a ska band the only song i think you would maybe know is like but i'll sing a little bit for you our house oh yeah yeah Yeah. okay Mm -hmm. i'm cutting that out um so the the musical is called our house and it's a like all the music from madness and it's really i actually love the musical but it starts out with this guy joe casey and he does something like there's a little bit of a storyline to start off with sets things up and then there's something that happens and his story his like story splits
0: mm-hmm.
1: so there is joe casey that is in white clothing and there's joe casey in black clothing and when it's on the stage it's one actor who's whipping off oh god different outfits and basically they wear like a black tracksuit or a white tracksuit. so like you can kind of like it's yeah. easy and on and off like stuff for them to wear it's incredible and it's really funny and you kind of see these two lives happening Um, but how it differs from this is and not to like spoil too many things about the musical but it goes back to like the original point in time and he never gets to the something happens before the point where he makes the choice so he never has to make that choice and that never happens Mm. so like neither of those timelines would have happened this it gets to a point The book splits, continues down. There's never, like, a point where it comes back Mm. and, like, the story converges back to, like, another point. Those are just two parallel, completely separate stories. The endings, there's, like, two endings. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's not that there's, like, two endings. You could, I suppose, follow through and just follow, like, one storyline. You... You can't really in the way that like the chapters just like
0: Yeah. So does it like there's is it one story and then it ends and then you read the next version or like how did they how does she set up the actual structure of the book?
1: I'm just flicking through because I read the audiobooks. So I'm just checking mm. to see if I think for the audiobook they must have just like decided where there was gonna be chapter points. Because when you're looking here there's no like Mm. numbers for the chapters Mm -hmm. so i think that that's kind of like what it is like it just kind of like alternates back and forth because it seems like the chapters are fairly small whereas in the audiobook there's like 18 chapters and which is not that many for what i seem to be flicking through here so i think they just picked points for where like the story can kind of split a little bit because it like goes back and forth quite a lot um so the story does start out. She's deciding she's like arriving in Los Angeles on the plane. Gabby picks her up from the airport. They're heading to this party. Well, she like they drop her stuff off um at her friend Gabby and like she's there with her husband, Mark. And they drop off the stuff in her their house, and she's gonna stay with them for a little while. And you find out some interesting family dynamics, and in all honesty, like in some ways. I don't feel that it's kind of necessary to have them there. You could have had Hannah as like an orphan. That would have worked. But then also that's like a huge trope within books too, is like having people being orphans when they're not necessarily. But her family, um, she has parents and a sister. And the sister got some sort of like special ballet scholarship or something to go continue ballet in London in the UK. Mm -hmm. So that time zone difference is an eight hour time zone difference mm-hmm. so that's difficult in itself but hannah was just like about to go into her junior year of high school so she is staying in la and her parents go to london with her sister so what huh yeah which i think is a little fucked that's fucked. in all honesty like i moved to canada for my last year of high school so technically my senior year of high school and i moved with my parents it was rough but there was not, and, like, my parents, uh, my grandparents did offer for me to stay in the UK, but I couldn't let my family go off and, like, yeah. have this grand new adventure without me, like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. which is funny. That's, like, basically what my whole decision was based on, was, like, jealousy, essentially. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, you it. know what? Yeah. So, and maybe her parents just thought that they didn't want to upend her life, but, like, I don't know. But so so she was old so her sister was older i think her sister was younger oh and she'd gotten this like incredible ballet opportunity to go like live in
0: i don't know like i i honestly like like thinking about it to be honest i was like i'm not sure what i would choose yeah like it, it seems like it would be a hard choice either way
1: yeah so she ends up going to live like gabby's parents like take Hannah in so she like lives with Gabby and her parents for like a considerable amount of time, and then she goes to college. She lives in a whole bunch of different place. Or does she go to college? I can't really remember. <laughs> that was near the beginning of the book. Yeah. Um, but she lives in a bunch of different places. She's not really. I actually don't think she does. I. She's not really sure what she wants to do with her life. She feels she's kind it. of like yeah, and like I feel it. Like the first line here. At twenty nine, I'm twenty nine.
0: Mm-hmm. Hannah has
1: no home, no career, and no idea what she wants to do with her life. With her life. Okay. So we fixed a couple of these. I I do, I live in an apartment. I have had a kind of a career and no idea what she wants to do with her life. That resonate with 100%. Mm -hmm. I have applied to school and I'm now going back to school. Am I still like, am I 100% sure that that's what I want to do with my life? Not really. Yeah. But I do feel it is my calling in some ways. I only kind of figured that out a couple months ago. So we're doing it because I think that I actually, well, I hope that we'll become a good teacher. Yeah, we're believing in it. (laughs) <laughs> and if we believe in it, it'll be fine. Then she goes to this place and like on their way there, she like says, Will Ethan be there? So you know instantly there's some there's sort some. Of history. Mm-hmm. So then she explains like her and Ethan um dated when they were in high school. I think he's like a year or so older than her and they broke up when he went to college. And but they were like together and they were like the firsts for each other for like having sex and things and like they'd always kind of like felt that they would like end up together. Mm-hmm. She started dating somebody else by the Christmas of him being in college and then he started dating somebody else and they always just like never had like their timings right. Yeah. And I feel that, like that's mm-hmm. sometimes people don't. Like it happens a lot. I actually could have met Joseph the year before I did. I was at the same party he was. Oh, yeah. Clearly, that was not meant to be. That was not the time that we were meant to meet. But on a completely different note, this <laughs> is what I wrote down. So you were saying about, like, tropes about, like, or, like, mentioning, like, Canadian things a lot. and Yeah, yeah. You liked it, but also it was a lot.
0: It was a lot. Yeah, I liked it at first, and then it was like, okay, we get it.
1: Cinnamon buns. Sweet Jesus. Hannah likes cinnamon buns, and we fucking get it. Like... <laughs> I think somebody, I, like, looked up an art listing on Goodreads, and I think they mentioned that cinnamon buns are mentioned, like, 80-something times in this book. That's a lot. Okay. I'm
0: going to try to be a devil's advocate here and be like, is it supposed to represent, like, the unraveling?
1: No. Not at all.
0: No? they should just like cinnamon buns? She just
1: fucking likes cinnamon buns.
0: Okay, it's not- And, like, I get it.
1: Cinnamon buns are quite good. I actually, I, I would never pick them, like, at Tim's or anything like that. I would never pick to just, like, have a cinnamon bun. If I was somewhere where there was like known for the cinnamon buns, yeah, I might try one. But they're not like my absolute like. If I'm out somewhere and I see a bakery, I'm not gonna probably pick a cinnamon bun, right? So maybe that's why I have a a point of annoyance. But like, and it does factor into the story significantly. <laughs> we fucking get it. like she loves cinnamon buns like every single person like Gabby's parents mentioned about her like fucking pining over cinnamon buns and like. I do get it. Like, the attachment that she has to them has to do with, like, on a weekend, her dad would take her to this particular bakery, and they would go and have a cinnamon bun together. So there's, like, a sentimental factor there, too, because then her parents, like, abandoned her, basically. But sweet Jesus, if I never hear the word cinnamon bun again in my life, it'll... Yeah. Sure. Um, So that's all I wrote. It was just when you were, like, saying about, like, things a lot. I just, like, was like, I need a moment to write cinnamon buns down, because this is obviously going to come up. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with the beginning. Um the story but then like the story like she ends up dancing with ethan then she goes outside i think they're outside and gabby is like mark has had a call from work We he has to go in early tomorrow um i'm gonna head out do you want to come home with me and this is Mm -hmm. the point of divergence Mm -hmm. in the first instance she's like so then i make the decision i go home with gabby this is like if things are gonna work out with ethan Then they're going to work out. Mm -hmm. We'll maybe see where things go, but doing it right now is too rushed. I I don't want to do that. So she decides to go with Gabby. So And this is like, I don't think a spoiler of me telling you what happens next, but they go, they're like driving through LA to get back to where Gabby and Mark's house is. Gabby's saying oh there's this really cool art installation that's like this like light thing there's like a bunch of lights and stuff we should go to it we're passing by it we'll stop and pass so then as they're getting near and near they're like Oh, yeah we should actually stop so they're wandering through it's all very magical and lovely and she's like yeah I started to feel like this being back in LA is a big decision oh forgot a major plot point here (laughs) um so she's leaving New York and going back to LA um and she's lived in a couple different places including like Austin, Texas, she's leaving New York and it's basically because she was in a relationship with a guy and she didn't initially know that he was married and had kids, but it comes out that she kind of suspected it for a little while. But she didn't, like, do anything to stop the relationship. And then, like, everything imploded. His wife found out and, like, then was calling her, like, screaming at her. And then she just decided, I need – Gabby was like, you should come home. So she went to L.A. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of backstory. She's like, I need a fresh start. So, like, you can understand why she's maybe a bit hesitant with Ethan. Sure. She's at this art installation and she wants to take a picture of Gabby and Mark. She's like, I'll take your picture. So she's going out into the street and she checks – It's clear for her to go across the crosswalk. Perfectly entitled. There's no traffic coming around the corridor or anything like that. She's taking the picture. She goes further and further into the crosswalk. And she gets hit by a car. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay.
1: (laughs) In some ways, you could have ended that story there. Yeah. (laughs) But it does not. Like, the next time you pick up on that story, she's in the hospital and, like, three days has passed. Which is funny because all of the timeline either goes by three days three months jump or three years it's always three hmm. which is very interesting that is interesting
0: I, I like the number three though it's, like my, it's my lucky number
1: yeah I like number six too it's one of them I have like three lucky numbers are or, or three numbers that I like I don't know really like
0: I don't know like um, is that weird is it weird to have a favorite number
1: no <laughs> okay, three would be one of mine too which I always thought three and five would be like my favorite numbers because that's my birthday mm-hmm. I don't know if I should say that online um uh, Oh, oh, well, whatever. Which way around is it? Yeah, I was just going to say. Um, except we said my birthday's in March. Uh, <laughs> oh, well. oh,
0: well. I mean, I said when it was your birthday, so... Oh, well. Not when your birthday Whatever. <laughs> they don't know the year. I said so I'm I 29. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn it. So the other story is, she decides to stay with Ethan. So she goes home with him. Yeah, and that's all fine. They actually... On their walk home, they go and get hot dogs, and they're chatting about, like, why did we break up? And they both have different viewpoints of why they broke up. They both feel that each other broke up with other... Like, Hannah's like, you broke up with me, and Ethan's like, nope, you broke up with me. They have, like, a wonderful, like, few days together. So then when it bumps forward to the three days for that storyline, she's like spent a lot of like the past three days with ethan and things are going fine but he's had to go back to work he's like called in sick a couple times he's going back to work and then she's going to go out for dinner to like gabby's parents house with gabby and mark when she's at their her parents like gabby's parents house um she's like really ill so she goes home and she goes out with ethan like the next night and she's like really ill again but meanwhile we've already found out that in the other storyline, when she's in the hospital, the doctor's, like, explaining what happened to her, and she's like, and you lost the baby. What? Yes.
0: But she so, didn't know
1: that she was pregnant? No, she didn't know she was pregnant.
0: Oh, my God. Wow, what a story. So, line.
1: in the car accident, and she's, like, really ill. She's lucky she's alive. She has to, like, relearn how to walk. Like, it's a very shit situation that she's in, and she's going to need months and months of, like, rehab.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And her parents fly over from, like, the UK with her sister, and... Gabby ends up like staying and stuff, and then, but she finds out she like lost a baby that she didn't know that she was pregnant with, and she's like, yeah. So you're like thinking, okay, well, this is obviously a baby that she had with like the guy in New York, yeah. Which like the other storyline that has to happen there too, because it's not like the baby happened after the timeline split, yeah. So her being sick is morning sickness, (gasps) yes. So (laughs) this basically sets you up for like how like this story starts developing it's bananas and like the storylines end up very different but there is like a few things that happen that like is the same in both timelines which i think is very interesting because there are certain things that in your life are maybe just set to happen within your life and i i believe in all of these things that like if there's something that's meant to happen in your life it's meant to happen yeah and fair enough when it sometimes things do happen it's very shit um yeah and maybe yeah things could have changed but Yeah, and then they have a very good conversation about like soulmates and stuff. Okay, so another point to mention, actually, because I have left this character out for now. When the Hannah that's in the hospital, she has this night nurse that comes in, and his name is Henry. Now, I listened to the audiobook of this, and the person who, like, I think her name is Julia Whelan or Whelan, I think I've listened to a few books that she's like done the audiobooks for, and her accents in this, mwah. Loved it oh and she does different accents for like the different characters like gabby has her own voice hannah is like obviously the main monologue voice you hear but then ethan has his own voice but it's this kind of like deeper like kind of like i don't know gris there's a bit of gristle in the voice but then she does henry's voice And I, hands down, would never say, like, and there's a few accents that I, like, like, heart eyes over completely. The Irish, oh, Mm -hmm. talk to me. Yeah, Australian, love it. (laughs) So growing up as a teenager, never thought Canadian would be on that list, but I've married one, so (laughs) clearly find it hot in some regard. Texan would never have been on the list really Ever. oh like well, this. Kind i'm of surprised like, that
0: it's good that's what i'm saying i wouldn't have i wouldn't have picked
1: texan it's either. just it's not like it's not like a hard right. texan accent it's like this kind of soft gristly mm-hmm. drawly kind of <laughs> hot damn anytime that this woman was like narrating in that voice i was like oh yes i'm here for it and yeah maybe that's it maybe that's a comment on me uh, more than anything but loved henry and i really like the name henry too so yeah gabby and hannah are talking about like soulmates uh, but it's more because like henry brought up a question of saying what's your favorite movie and hannah was like well i don't have a favorite movie Mm -hmm. it changes all the time and he was like, no, you just need, like, sometimes you don't need to, like, have, like, a reason. You just need an answer that you can, like, give to people. It's yeah. like a stock answer. You don't necessarily, like, have to say it. So then it, like, devolves into, like, another thing. Um, Like, who you marry, for one. That's the biggest example that comes to mind. You think there's only one person for everyone? You don't. The way she asks me this, it's as if it's never occurred to her that you might not. I might as well have said you think we're breathing oxygen? I don't know, I say. I know I did think that at one time, but I'm not so sure anymore. Oh, she says. I guess I've never considered the alternative. I just assumed, you know, God or fate or life or whatever you want to call it leads you to a person that you were meant to be with. That's how you feel about Mark? I think Mark is the person life led me to. Yeah, he's the only one for me. If I thought there was someone else better suited for me, why would I have married him? You know, I married Mm -hmm. him because he's the one. So he's your soulmate. She thinks about it. Yes? I mean, yeah, I guess you'd say that's a soulmate. What if you two ended up getting divorced? Why would you say a thing like that? This is kind of hard to read when it's like back and forth, but I I hope you're following. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm just asking a hypothetical. If there's only one person for everyone, what happens when soulmates can't make it work? If you can't make it work, you aren't soulmates, she tells me. I hear her out. I get it. It makes sense. If you believe in fate, if you believe something is pushing you towards your destiny, that would include the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with. I get it. But not cities, I say. Huh? You don't have to find the perfect city to live in. You just have to find one that will work. Right, she says. So I can just pick one and leave it at that. And I don't have to test them all out until something clicks. She laughs. No. I think I've been jumping from place to place thinking that I'm supposed to find the perfect life for myself. That it's out there somewhere and I have to find it. And it has to be just so, you know? I know that you've always been searching for something. Yeah, Gabby says. I always assumed you'd know it when you found it. I don't know. I'm starting to think maybe you just pick a place and stay there. You pick a career and do it. You pick a person and commit to him. I don't know. I kind of get that in some regards. Like, I think, like, yeah, you have to actively choose the person that you want to be with. But I also believe in soulmates. So, and then when you find out, because Mark's a shit, and he's been cheating, No! Down, so, yeah. So then when that comes out, but she, by the end of the book, she's found somebody else. Oh, okay. So the only time where there's, like, chapter things is when it says, like, the timeline oh, shifted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... You know, this is definitely one where everything works out okay in the end. There are points where I'm like, high stress, high stress. <laughs> and because things were happening in two very different directions, too, like I'm fine with dealing with like storylines happening at the same time. And I think some people might not like that there's two things happening. You have to kind of keep track of like yeah. two different situations and it's kind of confusing a little bit. But for me, I don't know. Taylor Jenkins Reid did a fantastic job I don't feel that there was any confusion over what storyline I was on or what it was just very laid out very clearly in my mind anyway Um, and it did like flip back and forth it wasn't like Mm -hmm. sticking twice with one person and sticking twice with it did like this is now flipped to one this is now flipped Mm -hmm. to the other so Mm -hmm. it was like that continuum was nice because then you you knew okay we're flipping back to this other story now things that happen in both stories mark has been cheating on gabby in both stories she does eventually find the person who she's meant to be with and like it's definitely very much a soulmate kind of situation
0: is it the same person in both stories yes it is interesting
1: however i don't want to give too much away but i feel like i'm just going to end up giving it away hannah does end up with different people and different storylines yeah no, i, think I that figured that's- that yeah. kind of neat. Um yeah, it, it's kind of obvious that she's going to end up with different people, but the person that Gabby goes with uh, or ends up with and you only find out the like last two chapters are kind of like an epilogue, but it's sprinted mm-hmm. forward 3 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So, this is a little bit of a long one. So, the last section is Gabby's 32nd birthday. And it's kind of funny because each chapter, the first one that you go to, the storyline is Hannah told Gabby about the par- the surprise birthday party. Mm-hmm. The second one starts with Hannah didn't tell Gabby about <laughs> the surprise birthday party. So it's I, I think it's kind of funny that like there are certain things in life that if you did head down one path, yeah, things are going to deviate. But there are certain things that maybe within your like life path are just inevitable that are going to happen. And Gabby mm-hmm. ending up with the guy that she ends up with, whose name's Jesse. Is something that's going to happen. I think I'll just start this quote. It's a bit of a lengthy one. And it's like spoilery in the sense that like Gabby ends up with Jesse. But it's really sweet. And yeah I just want to share it. Because it's really cute. Go for it. And I'm not really telling you. I did spoil most of the story. But it's really sweet. Um, (laughs) I'm just that person. Just when the party seems to hit its peak. Someone asks Jesse to share the story of how he and Gabby met. Slowly but surely, everyone quiets down to listen in. Jesse stands at the base of the fireplace so he can be seen and heard by everyone. I asked him his height once. He's five foot six, and we know that Gabby's, like, really small and petite. First day of geometry class, 10th grade. I look to the front of the classroom and see the prettiest girl I've ever laid eyes on. Jesse has told this story about 9,000 times, and each time he starts the same. Although Gabby would say that's not the first thing that... That I should have noticed about her. Gabby's like, (laughs) you shouldn't have noticed that I was the prettiest person. You should like she throughout the whole thing, she's been very much like, we need to like fucking crush the patriarchy. And sure. It's golden. Love it. He looks over at her and she smiles. But you'd have to notice it about her. She was gorgeous. And to my delight, she was also short. So I figured I had a shot. (laughs) The whole crowd laughs. But I didn't ask her out because I was a chicken. Three weeks into school, another girl asks me out. asked me out, and I said yes. Because when you're 15 and a girl asks you out, you say yes. Sure. The crowd laughs again. Jessica and I dated all through high school, and we broke up senior year. So what do I do? I go right out and find Gabby and ask her out. And we have this great date, and then the next morning, my ex-girlfriend calls me, and she wants to get back together. And, long story short, I married Jessica. Anyway, eventually, Jessica and I split up. We had to split up. We weren't a right for each other. And once I could see that, there was no turning back. So we divorced. And then a few years later, I get a Facebook request from Gabby Hudson. The Gabby Hudson. That's my favorite part, when he calls her the Gabby Hudson. Mm. And I get way ahead of myself and I start Facebook stalking her and wondering if she's single and if she'd ever date me and yada, yada, yada. And the next thing I know, we're at lunch on the beach in Santa Monica. She refused to let me pay and said going Dutch was the most appropriate thing to do. And we start walking to my car. And I didn't tell her this then because I knew it would freak her out. But I felt like I finally understood why people get married again. You get your heart broken. You fail at marriage. You're not sure you'll ever be up for it a second time. And then it clicks into place. And you see that you failed the first time because you pricked the wrong person. And now the right person is standing in front of you. So I waited the appropriate amount of months of dating and then told her how I felt. And she said she felt the same way. And now we're getting married and I'm the luckiest guy alive. That's usually the end of his story. But he keeps talking. I was reading a book about the cosmos recently, he says. And then he looks around and goes, hold on, trust me, this relates. The crowd laughs again. And I was reading about different theories about the universe. I was really taken with this theory that some very credible physicists believe in called the multiverse theory. Which I then had a whole like internal tangent in my head and was like, I'm reading about Marvel. Yeah. This is entirely Marvel. And it states that everything that is possible happens. That means that when you flip a quarter, it comes down heads and tails, not heads or tails. Every time you flip a coin and it comes up heads, you are merely in the universe where the coin came up heads. There's another version of you out there created the second, the quarter flip, who saw it come up tails. Every second of every day, the world is splitting further and further into an infinite number of parallel universes, where everything that could happen is happening. There are millions, trillions, or quadrillions, I guess, of different versions of ourselves living out the consequences of our choices. What I'm getting at here. Is that I know there are many universes out there where I made different choices and they led me somewhere else. Led me to someone else. He looks at Gabby. And my heart breaks for every single version of me that didn't end up with you. Oh, God. So I feel like That's I needed so to cute. do that that whole quote on, just to I... read that one bit at the end. Because, like, I was reading it and was like, oh, my God. Yes. And I'm such a firm believer, like, if you weren't meant to meet at the time, you'll meet another time that, like, I don't know, like, there's certain decisions in our life that need to be made at a certain time, like, I don't know, all of those appeal heavily to me, and people might think I'm nuts, but, like, whatever. Yeah. But it's funny, because both timelines of this have that speech, have that speech, that exact speech, which, and they end up together, and some people wrote in like the goodreads comments it's like well she's cheating she's writing a lot of the same thing it's like well yeah there is a lot of parallels between both stories but like you're not getting the that's the point of this like split deal is that there are gonna be things in your life that are solely meant to be and they're gonna happen at certain times in your life whether they're gonna happen or not and that's like when she ends up really injured she's like i believe that this was the choice that i made and that these things were meant to happen for a reason and like her m- like meeting henry in the hospital was meant to happen but then there's a whole situation of like them getting close while she's a patient so then he has to like completely pull back and he's like he leaves her a letter and is like if we meet again we're meant to meet which is really nice mm. and then her and ethan have a moment where like in the like henry love timeline um. Her and Ethan have a moment where they're like, Oh, well, we kind of thought we were going to be together, but like, I guess it's not meant to be. And he find he meets somebody else and ends up with her. And then in the like Ethan focused timeline, um, Henry comes into her life in a different way. Yeah, maybe there are people in your life that
0: you're meant to at meet. some
1: point, you're maybe meant to be with, like in a romantic sense, but maybe there's just people in your life that you're meant to have within your life. And I think that that's such a cute metaphor for like life and stuff. Yeah, maybe in one decision that you made, excuse me, you could have ended up being with them for the rest of your life, but maybe they're only meant to be in your life in like a friendly capacity, but that person's maybe still meant to be in your life. Love it. I've heard for it. uh, It was such a, like, I loved it.
0: I've heard a theory where it's like people who are in your life and like everybody is like, like regenerating all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I guess, I don't know if this is, I'm pretty sure this is like Teresa Caputo, like the Long Island medium, but Mm -hmm. it's like spirits, like come back to to earth as different people but Mm -hmm. like you still find each other like the people that you're meant to be with and it's not necessarily the same relationship but you're always together in some capacity so i find that interesting
1: i've read a book that's very similar to that where there's like one person who the soul they know all of the lives that they've lived yeah and they can pick up like and they always fall in love with like the same soul, but yeah. the other person's soul is not like different iterations. Um, they don't know.
0: Yeah, that's why people. There's some people that you know are like old souls or whatever. Yeah, there's older souls and newer souls, and
1: and there's like always. Well, questions. this was the the book that I was. I think I read was like the other soul. They never remembered their previous. Soul, like their previous life. Mm. So their soul was still continuing on, and this person's soul remembered all of their previous lives. Oh,
0: okay. So
1: they remembered falling in love, and they got to fall in love with this person again and again. Whereas the other soul never remembered their previous... I'm sure I read a book like that. It was very confusing. It was like a fiction Um, book or it was like... Oh, fiction. Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um,
1: But like the idea of that, I think all of those ideas are super cool when they're put into like books because there's like that kind of like tangible meaning that you can get from them. Yeah. From like a very like kind of out there thought.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I think about like, I think I believe in soulmates, but... I don't know. I, I guess I don't place as much because I mean, I think me and Evan were meant to, to meet because the chances of us meeting were so unlikely. The only reason that we met was because I was forced to get another job because the job that I had at the time was like going into a slower period. So they weren't going to be able to keep me on or keep me on for as many shifts. So I had to find another mm-hmm. job. I had a friend whose aunt worked for the city. She, she recommended I apply for this job. And I got the job and that's how I met him. But, like, we yeah. lived on complete opposite sides of the city. Like, we went to completely different schools. Like, the chances of us meeting was so slim. So it kind yeah. of feels like we were meant to be in that way. Because yeah, if we hadn't, like, it just seemed so unlikely that we would ever meet. But it's yeah. it's weird to think about, like, what if
1: we never did? Yeah. And that's the same with, like, my life. If I never moved to Canada, I never would have met Joseph. Yeah. So in some ways, I feel like I was meant to have moved. Yeah, and I do feel that like I, I sometimes think of like what my life would have been if I never moved, and I think that mm-hmm. that's sometimes like a fun little fantasy to like live out in my head. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I like love Joseph Eddie less or anything like that. But, like I just think of like oh what 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 would have happened if I'd stayed? Like what would have happened? Like it's kind of an like a interesting thing to think about. Think about okay, so then I made this decision, and I like was with this person. I made that decision. I was with like. I did this in my life. Like, all of those things. And it's very clear to me, like, there there was many points where we could have met, especially the where we were at the same party, and we could have met that day. Like, he was living in that apartment. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. I was told, oh, yeah, we're all going to, like, Alice's party tonight from the Highland Games. So, like, we went to that party, and Joseph was living in that apartment. The next year, it was, like, a birthday party we were at, but Alice had moved, So it was Alice's apartment again. But she was living in in the
0: same place.
1: She'd moved cities, was living in a different place, and she was hosting the birthday party. (sighs) Crazy. So it's nuts. And like those things like that. But like this book, I think (sighs) there's certain things that annoyed me about it because it definitely plays into like the whole like trope of women not knowing what they want to do with their lives and then they meet a man and their lives fucking get together
0: yeah
1: (laughs) yeah that bothers me no end but for like a fluff read pretty decent like there's like that whole like timelines of her lives and like weaving together like that to me i find is like a bit magical and i think she does it very well and she like really grabs you and the whole time like often when i find that like there's like two characters that you think that somebody should be with they're like an author will like pit them against each other the only evident example i can think of right now is twilight (laughs) where like people are like i'm team edward i'm team jacob and they like Pitting them against yeah, yeah. each other to like find who is like the person who like wins out with the end. This I mean, is great conflict. Because, yeah, this is great because there's none of that. Yeah, both storylines win out the person, and and they're never pitted against each other. Yeah, and I think that's great. Yeah, they still have like the other person in their lives in like a friendly capacity i just that to me is like just such a different take on like the usual tropes but there is like all of like the kind of like low romance tropes like she tries to find henry in the hospital and you think there's gonna be this like big ultimate moment where she finds him and they tell each other the love for each other doesn't happen but i love i i truly did like really enjoy the book and the audiobook is phenomenal um loved all the voices especially henry julia whalen mm. okay i'm gonna have to look her up Yeah, I think she actually read is the person who reads some of um, Emily Henry's books. Mm. I have a feeling I've heard her voice before. Mm -hmm. I might be completely wrong, though. Yep, so Taylor Jenkins' read. I don't think that this one rates as highly as some of her other books. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a nice, fluff summer read. It is a bit more serious in some regards, but it's enjoyable. Um Apart from the moments where it stressed me out, but that was just because sometimes I can't not know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there are certain decisions that she has to make and different things. and yeah,
0: it's interesting to me that Taylor Jenkins Reed, like had all of these books, these early books, and they're completely different from like her universe now, which I think was started with J- Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah. Mm. But it's like a completely different, I-, I guess they're probably not that different ultimately in content, but like like she had all these standalone stories and now all of these stories are kind of connected in a way.
1: Yeah, I'm just so going to look at the timeline of her books to check something.
0: I wonder like where that came from. Yeah,
1: I just want to check what order the books came out in. Okay, yeah. So actually, I think it starts with um, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo.
0: Oh, that's right. Because that's 2017,
1: 2019, and then 2021. And then even 2022 is going to have...
0: Yeah, Carrie Soto.
1: Yeah, Carrie Soto. That already has um, ratings. Yeah, well, because people have been getting like... Yeah, the advanced copies of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Maybe in Another Life has a 3.8 rating on Goodreads. Um, Whereas like Daisy Jones has a 4.24. Seven Husbands is 4.48. That's hmm. really high. Yep. It's good. It's so, good. like, her earlier ones are all within, like, it's a three-point whatever mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the more recent ones are all four-point whatever ratings. Um,
0: well, yeah, because, like, I didn't know about any of these. It was, like, Daisy Jones was the first I'd heard of her.
1: Yeah, same. And then I think I did then start seeing... Um, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo around, but I think yeah. it was probably because, because I saw Daisy Jones and the Six around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like for being like a book that I like never heard of hers. Yeah, and I really liked the cover of this one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So when I was looking, I had to make my book order from Waterstones worth it, um, to get shipped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. this was the book I picked up. Yeah. So I don't know. I would give it like four stars. I think like mm-hmm. a solid four stars. Definitely good summer read. Can I just recommend to anybody like most women i would say like uh, you could probably there's no like steamy sex scenes in this book at all mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all of that happens behind closed doors and yeah. fair um i like a little spice in my life though um, <laughs> yeah but i don't think that any of her books really have no sex steamy sex scenes Mm-mm. um which is fine not what you write it's about. Just, that's fine. It's just
0: a different kind of
1: book. I would recommend this to you. Um, okay. I think I'm it, read you would it like it. <laughs> um even though I did give I was like, I'm not gonna spoil anything. Lol. I think I still gonna read it. One of the major things about like is she, when she meets like Henry and is like Ethan or Henry, like that's like kind of fairly obvious that it's gonna head down in either direction yeah and to start off with i was like they can't introduce another person she's meant to be with ethan no like depending on the story like it makes complete sense okay yeah okay yeah so yay Woo, um, good job really good job i'm uh, yeah
0: i'm really excited to read that one i think mm-hmm. i have it I think i downloaded it i think that's the one i did because i like read the description i was like that's so interesting i've never yeah like seen a book that's like parallel universes like that so
1: i would love to see that as a tv show that would be kind of interesting Ugh,
0: i wonder how they would do that
1: they would have to do like split episodes or like each like alternate one episode. episode is yeah. based on a different
0: well but then the first like the like the pilot would have to be like the
1: splitting one
0: yeah like at the end it's like either you go this way or you go that way mm-hmm. be,
1: <gasps> or it could be like a choose your own adventure kind of like black mirror
0: yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I actually have a book that I downloaded a long time ago that's, like, a Choose Your Own Adventure, but I still haven't picked it up because there's been other stuff that I wanted to read. But, like, I always kind of see it in my, like, downloads, and I'm like, hmm, I should should give it a try. It kind of looks hokey, but yeah. I imagine it would be fun. I used to like those Goosebump books where you, like, had... You
1: choose your own adventure But I always got too scared How does that work? Do you just like It tells you to like Flip to like a certain page?
0: Yeah So you like If Uh... you want to do this Flip to this page If you want to do this Flip to that page And I always ended up dying In the goosebumps I never I never ended up making it out
1: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be cool I would be the kind of person That would flip back And be like Well I'm not fucking dying Um... Yeah
0: (laughs) Well you can do that That's definitely a thing You can do But I always chose the options That I would die
1: So yeah Sorry to like recap on this I kind of finished But Two criticisms. One, women are not vapid things that like their lives are falling apart all the time. Yeah, fair enough. I joke that my life's falling apart, but it is relatively together. Yeah, and we don't need no man to like set ourselves straight. Sure. Let's be honest. Um, that's yeah, yeah sure they're kind of helpful at times, but like also some people don't need let's men. Stop using that. Stop using yeah, it. Let's stop using that trial. as like all of a sudden I met a guy and my yeah. life's together or met a whoever. Yeah but and cinnamon buns oh just fuck off <laughs> it does kind of make me i kind of i'm kind of like oh well i need a really good cinnamon bun now okay well i'll have like, a place to
0: take you in regina if you want oh, to a really good yes
1: one. have you tried mary's in halifax okay no. cool we're trying that we go to halifax okay great Together. but uh yeah um down for cinnamon we can do cinnamon buns and we can go to that um penny bookstore place yes too. sounds amazing mm. okay. boys can do whatever the fuck they want yeah um, goodbye yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you're mentioning that somebody likes something, you don't have to drive it into the fucking... (laughs) Yeah. But I feel
0: like it's, like, that thing, like, you know how... Like when I was a kid, it was like dance stuff. Like I was always being given like ballerina stuff, yeah. and like like you my... never
1: mention to somebody that you like cows because that's all your like, yeah, or to people that's all you ever get. Yeah.
0: yeah. My grandma, it was owls. So like everything she owned was owls, and then eventually she came to a point where she was like, "Can you guys fucking stop getting me getting me owls? Like this is ridiculous." <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, another two hour and twenty two minute <laughs> episode. <laughs> Every fucking time. I don't know. I don't know how to make it shorter. I really don't. I just babble, no. I guess. Let's tell the people what our oh, yeah. uh, read-along
1: is. Okay. So not the next episode we release, but the one after that is a read-along episode. Is that right? Yeah, yep. that's right. Um, And it will be released on August 4th. And the book that we're doing for it is The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osmond. So make sure to read along if you want to read along read it a bit early and tell us what you thought
0: and you're in our email dearbearbookclub at gmail.com or instagram at
1: dearbearbookclub you can do so and maybe we'll read it on the air yep give us a little message and just like the hardcover book i'm just like because i've been caught off guard with some of the books is like three hundred and forty something pages long amazing if you need time this is your time yeah like (laughs) you have you have like a month
0: yeah a month yeah right um yeah like i said you know shoot us a message about any of the books that we've done about these books about any books you liked and want to see us do on this podcast yeah um dear bear book club like i said at gmail.com or on instagram at dear bear book club yay and that's it from us this week happy reading we'll see you guys later Bye. bye, bye.